podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Football and Other F-Words. I am your host, Mr. Lebowski. I'm always joined by our producer and co-host, Mr. Zach Lyons. I was going to say that to my left is Internet Keith, but he's not here yet. Not, not yet. He's, he's on his way. He's going to walk in at some point. And joining us by the uh, wonderful invention that is the telephone, Miss Mike Miracles. Hello, Mike. Mike. Hello. Yes, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. What happened to you? I'm right here. I've been here all Oh, my God. As, right as soon as second. we start recording, have you moved? No, I'm in the exact same spot. I have not moved from this Okay, chair. we hear you better now. What a disaster okay. <laughs> of an intro. Uh, anyways, before we get started, I want to say uh, a couple of extra thank yous to some special people out there who have been our first Patreon subscribers. And they are as follows. Chris A. I'm not going to use your last names because I don't want to dox you all all over the internet. I wonder who that could be. Oh, Chris A., a friend of the podcast and a lovely contributor of Patreon. William, who has not provided a last name. Totally understand that. Thank you, William. Jared F. And Lindsay F. So to the four of you all, thank you very, very much for joining joining us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. Helps us produce, pump out that content you love. Uh, you know, we've got some bonus content coming for you all, uh, specifically for you on Patreon, uh, in addition to the episode that you're listening to right now. So, Again, thank you, thank you very much, and uh, I'm going to be reaching out to you all on Patreon and hook you up with a special little gift. So thank you for being the first four people to sign up. Again, you can find us on Patreon. Zach, tell us how that works. Patreon.com slash FWordsPod. Beautiful. Sign up, pick the package you like, contribute a little bit to us. If you like our content, we'll give you some bonus stuff, all that. Come say hello, all that kind of good thing. So we're going to get into it today. Got a few things we want to go over. The first thing we want to get into is... Training camp starts this week. So, with a training camp preview, Zach, Mike, let's hit it. Starting with you, Mike, what, what's um, going into training camp? Assumptions, promotion? Do you just want to go into it with, with open eyes and ears? What are you looking for? Yeah, so you know, I think training camp is, is one of the most fun times of the year to, for me, um, just because it, it's kind of anything's possible at this point for all the teams. All, all the teams have hope and all that stuff. But the, the things that I like to look for when I go out to camp are, you know, one, the, the guys that you can tell really the most about are typically your wide receivers and your cornerbacks. Cause those, those are the guys that get the most realistic reps. Um, Cause you know, they're not tackling to the ground or anything like that. There's limited contact. You really can't hardly tell anything about, quality of line play so really what i'm looking for is who are in the higher parts of the rotations uh you know who's getting snaps with the ones um and then who's who's looking good among the wide receivers and among the corners um so with some new new uh wide receivers coming in this year i think that's probably going to be the most exciting part is seeing what aj brown and uh, adam humphreys can bring to the table zach what are your opinions? Uh, I'm real interested in the right side of the offensive line. And, well, you can even include the center, uh, Ben Jones and all that. Uh, Guard Thunderdome is back. It's just it on is. the other side this year. And, you know, to me, I think that uh, pretty much that the whole offense should go. But the biggest concern is whether Jack Conklin is indeed ready. He's even though he's not on PUP, him and Delaney and Logan Ryan did not start on the PUP list. 
doesn't mean that they are technically full goes at practice. They still could be limited, but they do at least get a little bit more hands-on uh, during training camp. And that's another one is Delaney Walker. Um, and I am real excited to see not necessarily who's right, but if he can prove people wrong. Like, I want Delaney to prove me wrong, but can't is he going to look like the same old Delaney? And that's a big question mark for this offense. I think with the offense that we have built, he doesn't have to be same old Delaney. He just the other teams have to think he is, but if he is same old Delaney, then we have a really rocking offense. Does it bother either one of you that for the next few days, next several days, at least leading into next week that fans are going to be overreacting and just kind of going ham about how good or how bad or how indifferent that each player looks. I know for the first couple of days, it's usually just people kind of freaking out about, oh my God, the offense looks so good. And then you get into the regular season and training camp doesn't match up. Yeah. yeah so that's one of my uh, pet peeves. And also one of the things that I, I love to make fun of um, because you're right. Yeah people will overreact. So the very first day of practice, there will be an inevitably a report that comes out that either the offense or the defense had the better day probably. And immediately everyone's going to rush to Twitter and go, Oh my God, what's wrong with the defense? Or, Oh my God, what's wrong with the offense? Is Mario to suck? Do we need to put in Tannehill? <laughs> like it's going to be a massive overreaction. And let, let's take one perfect example. Let me take you back to last training camp. And there were some early videos that came out where Corey Davis was getting jammed up at the line of scrimmage by Malcolm Butler and, and some of the other corners. And uh, Chad Johnson chimed in and Nate Washington chimed in about, oh, these boys need to be working on the releases. It was one rep, right? So one rep. And we get all these people chiming in. And then we've got a whole list of people coming out of the woodwork saying, what's wrong with Corey Davis? Is he a bust? All this shit. It was one rep, and then Davis comes out and has a fantastic year and destroys Stephon Gilmore one-on-one. -on -one. And just remember, if you see one video of one rep, do not take that and blow that out of proportion. Please do not do that, or I will make fun of you, and I'm sorry, but I, I'm going to have to do it. So who who is – I'm sorry, Zach, I didn't want to cut you off. Who, out of the both of you, Zach and Mike, Who's going to be the one person on Twitter? Who's going to be the first person on Twitter, first player on Twitter that people, Titans fans, are going to freak out and say, oh, my God, is he a bust? Marcus. Really? Marcus? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's stick with the last two years' drafts, last two okay. years' draft picks. Who's going to be the player that <laughs> fans are going to pop up on by Wednesday of next week and say, oh, my God, what's wrong with him? Did we overdraft? You, you could almost – I know you said the last – Two drafts. You could go, but go I think, I think a Dory Jackson, if he gets burnt or something or gets I think he could get the bust label for whatever reason. Just a just a strange feeling that I have because I think it, we've pretty much exhausted calling everybody else a bust already. So it's just like attrition. <laughs> he's the only one left, right? I mean he's the only one I can think of that has not been called a bust at training camp. Yeah, just wait till the practice video comes out of Taewon Taylor roasting a Dory Jackson. And Titans Twitter completely melts oh, down on God, itself. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> say Dory's pretty good, and I would bet I I got a good one, Amani Hooker, because everybody's talked you think him so? up. And yeah, well, here's the thing: everybody's talked him up as an eventual Logan Ryan replacement. That seems to be a pretty big theme, 
and people at the uh, rookie mini camps talked him up. He's going to get toasted at some point and get juked out of his pants by like Adam Humphreys on some route, and people are going to be like, well, looks like we're going to have to re-sign Logan Ryan, and they're just going to say, told you Logan Ryan was still going to be the guy or something like that. That could be a good one, to a sleeper pick. I'm going to call my uh, shot right now. Okay, this I guarantee this will happen by next Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, July 23rd that we are recording this. By no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. By next Friday, Mariota is going to have thrown a pick in practice, and Tannehill is going to throw some kind of bomb into the end zone, and it's going to just set Titans Twitter ablaze. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think that's definitely happening at at some point. What we know about these guys, I mean, Mariota has always been a a at least uneven practice player at least over the past couple years and Tannehill by all reports is a just badass in practice so we're gonna have especially it may come as soon as the very first practice is open <laughs> to the public and people come out and see it and see Tannehill like Tannehill's got a great arm I mean there's no doubt he about does. that he's no, that's, look good that's why uh, I'm ready for it that's why because I, I know it's coming there's gonna be a practice where Mario to throws a pick or two and Tannehill it doesn't even matter if Tannehill has had has a bad day He's going to throw a couple of bombs because he's liable to do that, and it's going to absolutely fracture Titans Twitter. Well, as soon as Delaney scores a touchdown, I cannot wait till everybody ats me on the oh, uh, Twitter Jimmy, account. Jimmy Morris, oh, is yeah. Jimmy at Morris you will be all over and your it, And it may be just like a touchdown <laughs> where it's just him and Marcus kind of throwing the ball. Yep. Like he's not even covered. And, I'm like, and, it, and I'll get I'll get added. I told you he can run. Yeah. Why do you hate Delaney? Yeah. I might have to throw in just a, a quick little smart snarky, you know, GIF or GIF. Is it GIF or Jeff? I, I say GIF. GIF. I say GIF, GIF right? GIF. Yeah, GIF. Is it GIF? Okay, so Internet Keith just walked in. We're going to get his mic working in just a second, but it's, it's not Michael Gillum. That's a great point. Well, it is not Michael Gillum. Technically, we don't know. It could have been when his ancestors first came over. So let's not throw that out there like we know the history. I don't think I had ancestors, okay? I'm pretty sure I was created in a lab. You were they, an just, egg. they chose a name. It's like the Sims. They said, what? Yeah, Gillum. That'll work. So, uh, yeah, Keith walked in, and, and he says GIF. So we're three to one against you, Zach. I'm Ooh, sorry. It, it's it's me against the world, baby. Okay, do you eat GIF or GIF peanut butter? GIF? <laughs> <laughs> so it can't be both. Yeah, it can. It sure can. Anyways, would Jimmy Morris comes after your ass for delay? Jimmy Morris. I, would Jimmy Morris comes right the hell out? <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely gonna have to amp it up just just to just to get after you with your Jeff ass. Keith? All right, all right. Let me let me give you I don't my. Think my uh, mic's working, is it? Yeah, you can it hear is, me. I yeah. Can hear oh, I can't hear me. Do you like? Who at home is enjoying this audio check in the middle of your Everybody podcast? Loves do you it. like this? Are, yeah. are you all <laughs> at home? Going? I just love these guys. Mike, go ahead. You were making a point. Yeah. Hey, let me let me give you my uh, my guy that everyone's going to be screaming bust Hell about yes. by this time next week. It's going to be Nate Davis, and here's why: Kevin Pomfield is going to be the starting right guard for the first part of camp, at the very least, and it, that is going to drive some people crazy because for some reason, and I put a poll out on Twitter uh, probably a couple months ago now about who do we expect to start at right guard for the season. Okay. And I had Pompeo, uh, Nate Davis, uh, Corey Levin, and I think Aaron Stinney on there. And Nate Davis ran away with the damn thing. People will expect him to be the day one starter, and I just don't think that's going to be the case. And that doesn't mean he's a bust, but people are going to say, well, he's a third-round pick. He can't even start over Kevin Pompeo. And that's <laughs> that's going to happen. I guarantee it. Keith, who is your Titans training camp? 
by next Friday, Twitter overreaction for X thing happens in camp and Titans fan base is going to go ape shit about it. Ooh. Um, the one we were discussing when you came in is that I suspect that Mario is going to have a day where he throws a couple of picks and Tannehill is going to throw a bomb into the end zone, some kind of circus catch, and that's going to create the Lord of the Rings fracture. Gotcha. That's a good, that's a pretty good pick. Um, optimistically i hope it's that adam humphreys comes out and just destroys people and we start getting that hype around oh, oh yeah. my god is this like wide receiver core finally gonna do something but um you're probably right That's- it's probably either gonna be delaney uh is like held out of a majority of practice and so everybody freaks out about injuries or something like that um I, I if he if he's not practicing because I'm thinking about going Friday if he's not practicing on Friday I'm just gonna be all over Twitter just overreacting to it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this gonna is, be you. <laughs> this is this is the quality content you can expect from our uh, from our Twitter feed. Yeah. Which by the way I want I want to put this out there. Our Twitter feed is 99.9 percent Zach. Yes. I don't think I've ever logged in it and recorded a tweet. Look I don't care. Do you even know the password? I do not. <laughs> Half the time when we're recording the podcast. I don't know the fucking handle. <laughs> I'm not even trying to know the password to my own Twitter. Well, we do. We do know that. <laughs> Keith, how many tweets have you had year to date? Uh, two. Two year to date. Two year wow. To date. Can you read both of them without looking at your phone? Uh, one was promoting uh, the season two of F Words Pod. Yeah. Okay, and thank, thank you for that. Uh, I do not remember what the other one was. That's, a, that's important. <laughs> yeah. I've tweeted twice in the last two hours, I think. I mean, it clearly was important enough if I tweeted it out because that would require me to download the app, then in, then log in. And then uninstall it. Yeah. <laughs> Got to save phone space. Right. I mean. <laughs> Mike, how many times have you tweeted since we've been recording? Three times. Of course you have. I Zach? actually haven't. I, Zach, I, don't, have you- <laughs> I, can, I cannot tweet produce and uh talk on the microphone how many times has jimmy boris shit talked zach about delaney walker since we've been recording so okay anything else about training camp before we move on is there anything you all have to get off your chest for this uh, glorious day starts yeah i think that um and this kind of leads into our next topic but i i think one way or an one one thing or another let's put 2018 2017 2016 2015 marcus behind us let's let's give marcus yeah and look, let's look at him like he is a rookie quarterback with a blank slate, or he's a veteran that we got in free agent. And let's not let's not overblow everything you see in a one clip of many clips that don't get shown because you can only record certain portions of practice, so you don't get to see every throw he's done and every play and blah blah blah. Let's not overreact to how we look at Marcus, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that we see in practice, because this is a new Marcus. He's gained weight. He's got new receivers, a couple new, you know, offensive linemen in in the guard spots that he probably doesn't have a lot of chemistry with. Um, He's also going to... um, I don't think he's going to be as focused on his footwork, but that goes back to a thing that Tony Romo said about Dak Prescott. Sometimes I think we as armchair analysts and people who are actual analysts and stuff kind of overreact to the or place a too much of an overemphasis on footwork and stuff. And it got to the point where I think it was in Marcus's head a little too much because that's what they were doing. If his arm throw and his mechanics are there and his arm power and all that kind of stuff is there, then that's fine. That's all we need. We just need Marcus to be healthy 
and we need him to be able to get the ball out of his hands to a receiver. Let's not let's he's a blank slate in my opinion. I like that. I mean, I I I agree with that. By the time you're listening to this podcast, like day one of training camp just needs to be day one of training camp. Stop overanalyzing the last X number of years of Mariota's career. Day one, yep. let's just go from there. Mike, what do you think? Last thoughts. Um, so I'm I'm interested to get uh opinions from you guys. Who is the one guy that you are most excited to watch or see clips of from training camp? I I think I am I'm excited to see a I say two people, AJ Brown and call me call me weird, but I I'm I'm all into watching Jack Conklin and seeing what he does. I think I think those two guys are to me the linchpins. They're the big the big linchpins for this offense. I think right guard you could plug in in any of the like fifteen guys that we have on the roster. It's really going to come down to what Jack Conklin can do in this offense, but it's also going to come down to Marcus having weapons and is AJ Brown a legit badass looking wide receiver like he's portrayed himself to be. I as the old Miss fan, I got to say AJ Brown. I I want to see more of the of the crazy strong wide receiver play that I saw out of him in college. It, I, you, you see, you let me try this again without stumbling all over myself. Leading up to the draft, it was more about DJ Metcalf and his Voltron biceps and abs that were all over TV. <laughs> I, I want to see, I want to see AJ Brown. This is what I'm hyping this about. Keith? Uh, my, my opinion is probably, I want to see a Monty Hooker. Um, I didn't watch Iowa football. I don't know a lot of people that did. It's outside of a small group of ladies that, some of our friends are marrying, Small. but uh, <laughs> had like, like, there's 18 of they're them. They're the population of Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I want to, everybody, the thing coming out of the draft was everybody was super hyped about this guy and were surprised that he was still around when we did pick him. Yeah. So I want to see if there's a potential for us to have like three incredible safeties on a roster all at the same time. Well, I, I'd like to throw in another rookie real quick. DeAndre sure. Walker. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he's kind of been a little lost in the shuffle, but we need all the edge help we can get. And if he could step up in a big way, and we we could really use that. Yeah, for sure. Mike, Mike what about you? Yeah, Mike, I'll give you the last thought. Oh, wait, Riley Bola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, hard Knocks yeah, big hero. Riley Bola guy. Uh, no, I, I have A.J. Brown as, as my guy, too. I'm just – I'm intrigued by him just because – He's such an odd build being like such a, not short, but average height and super thick uh, build, but still has speed and in, in all kinds of natural athleticism. And then the other guy that I'm really excited about um, that nobody nobody's mentioned yet is Adam Humphreys. I, I think Humphreys is going to be impressive in training camp in a way that I, I don't think a lot of people are anticipating. I think he's going to be one of those guys. When you watch the wide receivers and corners go at it one-on-one, you'll get a few moments in those reps where there's a big ooh and ah from the crowd because a guy just creates gigantic separation with his route. And I think Humphreys is going to be one of the guys that does that most often, and I'm excited to see that. And then you'll hear the fire uh, Malcolm Butler. uh, (laughs) Let's get him out of here. He'll break somebody's ankles on a route, and then everybody will immediately start trashing that guy and saying he's overpaid. Yeah. He can't cover that little white boy. (laughs) 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 All right. So we're going to move on to – 
I have no idea what that means. I'm sorry. Oh, two zero, 20 minutes. Do we need to take a break? No. I'm just letting you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Just being a good producer. There's some little behind-the-scenes <laughs> podcast for you if you want to know this what has goes been, on. This has been a mess. How this should work. <laughs> what a professional How group. this should work is that Zach gives me a hand signal, and my dumb ass is supposed to know exactly how to interpret that because we've been doing this for two years now. But instead, I look at him and go, why? Why oh. are you making a 2-0 motion? To, to be fair, I was looking for a pin. He is he is over here very distracted, and you better stop being distracted because the next part is like all his title. The Mariota Meridian. Am I saying yes. that correct? Yeah, correct? the, the Mariota Meridian. Which is a ripoff of the Dalton line. Now, tell yeah. us what the Dalton line okay, is. Okay, so the Dalton line is a blatant ripoff of the American Football, or Around the NFL podcast on NFL.com. So they say that pretty much every year, Dalton is... If you fall below, if your quarterback falls below the Dalton line, you don't have a franchise quarterback. Dalton being Andy Dalton, right? And if it if you're if you're above Andy Dalton, then you're fine. So they kind of go through and rank the the quarterbacks and all this stuff. So the the Marcus Meridian uh, is basically how many of the thirty two and there's a couple of teams that are you know there's the Redskins and the Dolphins who still have uh, quarterback battles going on, but how many quarterbacks could come in right now today in this offensive system with these weapons and be better than Marcus and how many would be under Marcus or and how many would not change at all so i i did i don't know if everybody did their homework uh when i s- sent this out last night but i do have my list and right now right. i have 19 quarterbacks better than Marcus Wow, that could come yeah. in and and be better than Marcus in this system. Mike, what do you think? So, so I I had seventeen that I felt like were definitively better than Marcus, um, and I I was I had about let's see I guess it was seven that I had lumped into a category with Marcus. So I I think seventeen for sure, and then there's seven that I I could see an argument on either side. Of yeah, I had I had six that were kind of I had three under no change and three that are kind of close. I'd like to see some more. All right, so give me an yeah. example, Zach, of no change, and give me an example of somebody that you you think possibly would be surprising that if you said they would be better that comes under this system. Let's start with no change. Okay, no change. I had uh, I think an interesting one is Joe Flacco, because I that's probably a controversial yeah. one because probably a lot of people would say that Flacco would make this team worse. But I think he can stand in the pocket, and uh, he ba- he's been battling injury these last two years. But when he's been healthy, he's actually been a lot better than what people want to give him credit for. I mean, yes, he's not elite Joe Flacco, and I think he's got that stench around him because he got paid that elite money and the elite Joe Flacco thing. He's never really lived up to the contract. But when you look at it now, that contract is nothing compared to what everybody else is getting paid. That's you know, possibly worse or just as good. And I think Flacco could come in, and I think he can take the risks where Marcus is a little bit hesitant. He's not going to win you games on the ground, but he he can sling it, and I think we got the weapons to sling it. And Taewon Taylor, Mike's favorite boy, would love some Joe Flacco bombs. All right, who's your – who could you fit in that would be better? Give me a surprise. A surprise? I, I think uh, people are going to be surprised by this, and this was a rough one. I went back and forth because this is right on the line, and this this list would technically mean something really bad for Marcus in my eyes, but I it's only because they come into this system. 
Okay. And they come in with these weapons, and that's Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles would be better in this system with these weapons uh, than Marcus would be. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> now, I don't think Nick Foles is a better quarterback over on the Jaguars team, and I think he's the uh, by far the worst quarterback, but he's only he's one of those quarterbacks that's only as good as his weapons, and he's proven that in the Eagles. And this is a very Eagles-esque team as far as talent goes in, in my eyes. All right, Mike, what you got for us? Back a steamer out on the floor. All right, so a guy that I've got in the same category as uh, Mariota. I've got I've got Dalton in the same category yeah, as Mariota. Um, because, I mean, honestly, if you look at – there's – I know that the people that argue for Mariota have, have long, long had the argument of he hasn't had any help. He hasn't had any guys around him. Well – Here's the thing about that argument is it's kind of a double-edged sword because if you have to, if you're a quarterback that has to have really good weapons around you, then you're kind of an Andy Dalton because that's what Andy Dalton is. He's a guy that if you've got really good weapons around him, he can look like a really good player. He was a top five MVP candidate uh, at one point when he had AJ Green and and kind of at the peak of at the peak of the Bengals' powers there for a little bit. Um, and I think that's what Mariota is if he can succeed with this new kind of more talented surrounding cast. So I, I think there, that's a good comp comparison level for him right now. I know people will not like to hear that, but I mean, frankly, Andy Dalton's not a terrible quarterback. That's, and that's kind of the point of the, the Dalton line uh, as the, around the NFL guys say is, you know, he's kind of right straddling that line. And I feel like Mariota's kind of right there with him. So I that's that that would be the guy that I would say would be equal. Um plus what a set of balls on you to rock that haircut like that. Because that is some <laughs> bright red hair. And and I've got to hand it to him. What else can you do with that red hair except stick it straight up in the air like that? <laughs> I mean that's it's really a, a strong play. It's, it's a, a strong play. It's a disaster I like. So give me <laughs> give me a quarterback you want to stick into the system that actually makes this team better. So uh, I've got a couple um, and they're similar in the fact that they both have the mobility aspect, but uh, Cam Newton and, and Dak Prescott are two guys that I think would upgrade and play or give the, give the Titans a better version of what they've got in Mariota and a, in a version that stays more healthy. I know Cam's dealing with the shoulder deal right now, but for most of his career, he's been pretty healthy. And obviously, Prescott's never missed a, a game. So, um, and that's that's a huge thing. You know, you can't just ignore the health part of the Mariota equation when you're looking at him. You can't say, well, when he's healthy, he's really good. Well, that's great. You know, but last year he was healthy for like three games. So, you know, I, I think both Prescott and Newton would be better in this offense than what we've got in Mariota. So I'll give mine, my two quickly. <clears throat> I think roughly the same quarterback and I'm ready to get some death stares for this one, but I think you dropped Kirk cousins in here. He's going to roughly do the same thing as Mariota. Really sad. Kirk cousins up in my, uh, makes us better. It, it makes me a little ill saying that I would have him in my makes us worse. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I'm not a cousin Stan. You like that? He's got Thielen and he's got Diggs. And he's got Cook, and he didn't produce last year. 
Well, he produced somewhat, but the, you also got to understand, and I, I just read this uh, big article about it, or a uh, big expert excerpt in that book, was that Mike Zimmer wanted to play Fisher Ball. He yeah. didn't want Kirk to air it out. And when Kirk That's, aired it out, he was good. You got to remember that they were really close to beating the Rams in that shootout. Yeah. And, and his offensive line sucked so bad, but Zimmer does not want to pass it. That's and that's why Kubiak's in there, too, now. Yeah, that's why I think Cousins would actually be fine. I was almost leaning towards he'd probably actually be a little better. Uh, I got to agree with uh, Mike, Dak Prescott. <clears throat> I think he'd be an upgrade. I, I think uh, I think Prescott is almost on the edge of, like, you kind of, he is what he is. But I, th- I think he's actually got a bit more uptick if you, you put him in a little bit better system. Keith, what do you think? Nobody cares what I think. I do. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Um, it depends. Derek Carr, upgrade, downgrade, stay the same. I had no change. Ooh. I, I, I'd have to see. He's one of those people. He's kind of like close. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to see what he does this year with the weapons that he's got. But I, I kind of think he's a no change kind of guy. It's it's the parallels between him and Marcus's career. I mean, they both, you know, Christmas Eve, right. you know, snapped their legs. And then they both have battled injuries and turnover and all this stuff and and the staff. So they have a lot of parallels. So to me, it's like no change. I could kind of see him as a bit of an upgrade. Wasn't he balling out a couple years ago? Like, didn't he kind of go ham? Yeah, the same year that Marcus was. Yeah. That's a good point. Mike? Yeah, I would have Carr probably a little bit of a downgrade to me. Um, Just because I feel like he's such a dink and dunk guy. Um and I don't know if that can be coached out of him or if that's just who he is. I, I mean, we're five years in, and he hasn't shown the ability to not be a dink and dunk guy. So I, I guess I would probably stick with Marcus over uh, Derek Carr. The, um, I had on my people that would not make us better, Kyler Murray, Eli Manning. I don't think any of the Washington QBs would. No. Rosen slash Fitzpatrick, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. That's who I had in my not going to make us better. Yeah, I had that exact same group. What about Nick Mullins? Well, I almost put <laughs> Nick Mullins. I, I, when I put I put Jimmy G in the he's close, I need to see more category. Um, but I almost put Nick Mullins in my for sure makes us better. Because Nick Mullins, is, he's awesome. He's really good. All right, so let me let me shake this up a little bit. If you were to strip Mariota away from this team and insert him into any system in the NFL, what team and and why would you make him better? I think I think if if you're looking to make them make the team better, I think you could take him to um, I think you could take him to Jacksonville. I think he'd make them better in that in that run heavy system and stuff. And I would say that you could probably take him to Washington. I don't think he'd make Miami better. I think he'd make Buffalo better now. I don't think he would have done that last year. Um, and I I think that he probably could make uh, Denver better and, uh, and the Bengals better. Like, I think some of the ones that maybe wouldn't come in here and upgrade us, that he could go over there and upgrade them just a little bit. But if you're looking to make him better... I'm not really sure what system really fits Marcus. I know everybody wants to say spread, 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 but I'm not entirely sold that the spread offense is our our problem here. I, I would say that I think a uh, timing offense, and I think the best timing offense you got with dinks and dunks and stuff like that is, of course, the Patriots. Mike? 
Um, I, you know, I, I, I had pretty much the same list as Zach as far as teams that he would improve. Um, I do think he would be good. Like, you know, one, one example would be, I think he would be good for the Raiders. Um, I think he would help that team. Um, but we've already kind of covered my thoughts on Carr there. Um, I, I think he would be interesting with, uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. I, I don't know what Garoppolo is. I mean, he's shown flashes, but we've seen so little that we don't really know for sure. Um, but I'd be interested to see Mariota with Shanahan in that offense. E3. I would just like to say that I think Mariota in his 49ers uniform would look terrible, but yo, yeah, that, that, that would not work. Um, my my team would be the Carolina Panthers. I am personally terrified if I'm a Panthers fan of the shoulder injuries that Cam's had pretty consistently for the last two years. Um, I think he's probably pretty much done. He's gonna be whoa. That's like that's gonna be one that you're gonna have to apologize for in like right. a few months. But <laughs> sure. you already threw it out there. I'm we'll throwing it out there. I'll, yeah. I'll plant that flag. Yeah. Sure. And then I'll apologize in six months when he's the MVP or whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'd say Carolina. One I wanted to throw out there that we haven't talked one way or another, the Bears. I think I think that – You're not a true believer? Well, I, I, don't, I don't doubt Mitch Trubisky. I think you're talking about a guy that only had 15 starts in college, had a John Fox offense last year, and did admirable. But I think that Marcus could go in there and he could probably – make them a, a more of a threat uh, than what they are now, especially with that defense and that offense scheme. I, th- I think that would be a good a good team that we have to talk about. Because I, I also think that Mitch is probably getting – he's getting there to where I think that he's going to be in that next tier in a year or two as well. So, But Marcus could probably go in right now and make that team better. It's Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell Trubisky. Mike, you have any last thoughts before I go to a uh, another random, lovely, delicious topic? No, let's 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 go to this delicious topic. He just want me. He just wants to move the fuck on. I, you I'm have like, yet delicious. I, I'm kind of like I like talking Mariota stuff. I do, but I am so glad Zach tweeted that out later today. And uh, in tandem with what Mike was tweeting, is that I'm so ready to stop talking about the last four years of Mariota's career. Yes. Just go yeah. out there and start throwing I'm, the football and start the regular season. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm done with it because I'm just tired of this. I'm here. Nobody's going to convince each other. It's, it's the internet. Yeah. No one ever convinces each other of anything. Right. Right. But this is one of those things where it's just, you're so staunch that nobody just wants to listen to common sense. And in fact, what prompted that was, uh, Mike had tweeted something about, uh, Russell Wilson, because they were talking about run-heavy offenses, and that you can, yeah. that that well, Marcus doesn't have the numbers because we're in a run-heavy offense, and well, that's run-heavy offenses do not equate to bad passing stats. Now, that's all he was saying, and then people were coming in saying that he said that Marcus sucks and that he's forgetting about all the injuries on Marcus, but that's <laughs> not what he's saying. First off, and second off, it's just I'm I'm tired of the excuses. This to me is a no excuse season, but it's a blank slate. Yeah. If if you're a Marcus hater or a Marcus believer, blank slate it. Yeah, you're it, yeah. at this point. We're just arguing over pineapple on pizza. We're just screaming at each other, just to scream at each other. I mean, if you want to start arguing pineapple on pizza, I I will derail this fucking podcast I'm gonna, right I'm now. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I tried this because it was on Deadpool. 
pineapple and black olives, you should try it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, not pizza? the black olives. I'm not trying any black, not black olives. olives. Okay, no, whoa. thank you. Black olives no, on thank pizza. You. I, I can't. This comes from an olive eater. Like, I like olives. But Sick. black olives on pizza, I can't. I, I don't want to deal with all that shit. If if someone sends me a pizza with one single piece of a black olive on it, I'm throwing the whole fucking pizza in the trash. <laughs> that's, that's, my that's brother. That's disgusting. My brother. So let me. All right. I'm, I'm going to be this shithead who does this before we move on to our next topic. I'm just going to bombard you two with this. Now take it with a grain of salt with what I'm saying. Are we going to get one of two scenarios with Mariota? Are we going to get the finale of Breaking Bad where it's all tied up in a neat bow as rarely as shows are? I don't focus on the way Breaking Bad ended. I'm not going off that. I'm saying that the show ended up with an ending that most people were satisfied with. Or are we going to get the finale of Lost with Mariota, which is where it just ends and it pisses everybody off and everybody has a ton of fucking questions and nobody gets them answered. I I personally think it's going to be, if, if you're looking for the tidy bow, it's going to, it's, it's going to happen. You're because you're either really? gonna you're either gonna know. Really, I, I I don't think there's in between anymore. You either know what he is and he's gonna prove everybody wrong and he's gonna stay healthy. If he misses more than one game and he has a season like the last two or he has like twenty touchdowns and nine interceptions and thirty two hundred yards, he may get franchised. But you know that if he's getting franchised, you know what the outcome is, right? It's not like yeah. it's not. There is no to-be-continued. It's They're going to have to draft a quarterback. I think we go into the offseason with the exact same similar questions that we did last year. I think this season is going to set up to be frustrating, possibly more frustrating than last year. If it is, I'm going to give you the password to the Twitter account because I cannot <laughs> do Twitter. I, I just can't I can't do it. I, I've, for these last few weeks, for whatever reason, I've just grown increasingly frustrated so hold, with everything. So hold on to that because I do want to discuss that before we, before we wrap the podcast up in a little while. But – but I, I hate to be that guy, but I don't think that this season is going to go the way people want it. I'm not going to sit here and try to predict injuries or anything. I don't want to be that kind of karma asshole. I'm just saying that the season is going to end with the question still swirling around Mariota and nobody can give a straight answer on if what we saw was enough to pay him. What do you think, Mike? I, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to be the lost ending. And and I think part of it is already pre, predetermined. Because be to be honest, for no reason. If you look at if you look at the fan base, and I'm looking at it from the, the fan base standpoint of, are we all going to be in agreement on Mariota? Is he or isn't he the guy at the end of the season? And I don't think that's going to happen because I mean, unless he comes out and plays just balls to the wall and basically looks like Mahomes did last year, unless he does that, I, I think you're going to end up somewhere in the middle, and, and he could have a bad year. And I guarantee you people will be lining up around the corner to go, Arthur Smith sucks. The offensive line can't block anybody. A.J. Brown was a bust. Adam Humphreys is overpaid. It, the, they will find reasons to make it not Mariota's fault. And on the other side, you know, people won't want to give him credit if he does play well. So, I mean, people are so dug in. I don't think there's going to be a happy ending that everyone can agree on. I think this is going to end up being one of the most controversial eras of titans football ever when we when we look back on it either we were just being too emo about this uh a little no uh for the fan base it's definitely going to be kind of what mike said like people pretty much dug in their positions and i don't think they're going to leave them but for me 
um, personally. It's just going to be if unless he comes out and he you know plays extremely well, I'm ready to move on. I mean, if we come with the same questions as we have last year, it's over. We know the answer. Yeah, the the answer like that, is that to bye. me. Sorry. I mean, yeah, I mean, if we know if we're coming out of this with the same questions that we had going in this off season, then to me. It's a tidy bow. We know we don't have a, a franchise quarterback, right? But like, but the thing the thing is that half the fan base doesn't feel like there are any questions. They feel like Mariota is one hundred percent the guy. Yeah, and but there there are those guys. Let's let's call them like they are. They're just as bad as the people who think that Marcus doesn't do anything right. They're 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 those people who just keep making excuses for him and do not look at things realistically. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there, and you're all probably gonna give me some looks. I think they're fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you can't you can't look at something like that with such rose colored glasses that you that uh, true fandom is realizing where your team is is hurting. We're hurting at quarterback currently, and the fact that a lot of people don't think that there's a big difference between Marcus and Ryan Tannehill should kind of tell you that. I mean, Marcus has has to prove it. He but has I, to. I I hate to say it. That's I don't want to go down this road too far, but that's one of the reasons why I have pulled back from being such a, a Titan centric super fan to just being a fan of football, because I just, I can't take debating with the fan base anymore over the minutia of is Mario to good or bad is, are the Titans good or bad? And just all the different branching paths of that garbage you can go down. I just want to watch and enjoy football. No, 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 wrong. I'm always going to be a Titans fan, no matter who's the head coach, who's the quarterback, whatever. But I just, I, I can't get into the hardcore discussion anymore of arguing with the fan base because like you're talking about, Zach, that is never going to be satisfied. Like you said, unless Mariota comes out and has some kind of Patrick Mahomes type year, there's no way you're going to win over the 30%, and I'm making the number up, but the 30% of the fan base that is entrenched in their Mariota sucks, he's got to go position. So, um Mike, you got anything to add to that before I move on to the delicious topic that I promised earlier? No, I just, I hope, I do hope that I'm wrong and that it does tie up in a tidy bow and we can all stop talking about Mariota um, one way or another next year. I agree. I, I seriously hope that the prediction I made and the prediction you made is wrong. I, I would I would love to come out of this saying, my God, what an incredible season that ended with X, Y, or Z. Because if I'm recording a podcast what are we talking about? 20, 21, 22, 23 weeks from now where it doesn't end with, eh, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> I have to get on this podcast 23 weeks from now and go, eh. We probably won't make it through the season if no. we're, we're near meh status. <laughs> it's going to be a podcast with just me and Huxley. So Zach was uh, teasing something a little bit earlier today, which I'm going to get into and put it right on the spot. You think that there is a rumor out there, or you believe oh, yeah. there's a rumor out there that the Titans may be looking at some sort of new facility to play football in, right? Right. So as as we, or you probably should or do know, I, I mean, I'm not sure what everybody uh, uh, knows about the city of Nashville, but they're they're trying to get the soccer stadium built in the fairgrounds, and they keep running into just all these roadblocks with people who think the fairgrounds should just stay the fairgrounds, which for those who don't live in Nashville, it's just a barren wasteland. The best thing about it is just the fairgrounds is awful. Yeah. The dog park over there is fantastic. And it's new. Yeah. It's new. 
Then, but everything else is there's there's nothing over there. So I seriously didn't know this. This isn't me just interjecting to give us delicious podcast content. It's me seriously asking. I didn't know there was a problem with the fairgrounds. Yeah, What's so there's on? a historical society or a pro fairgrounds uh, battalion trying to just get everything to, to keep it like it is. Do not demolish it. Do not put in okay. a a soccer stadium there. Yeah, it's basically the uh, cherry blossom trees of. Uh, <laughs> of this situation yeah. but, but this time instead of trees they're protecting like eighth level stock car racing or some shit yeah, yeah they're, they're well they're pro- uh, projecting that or protecting that and uh, horse stables in the flea market yeah the, the fucking flea, flea market. market so the <laughs> where i heard the information from is it's very i heard it from a person who heard it from someone who heard it from the vice mayor i like it that's and that's that's serious so it, it's it's pretty <laughs> Pretty, it's it's a few degrees, and okay. I mean, it is a buddy, so I don't know, you know, sure how how it goes or whatever. How good uh, do you feel about this chain of custody? Uh, I w- I would say I'm like a seventy percent chain of custody guy. Would you be able to take it to trial? Uh, probably. I'd just have to call witnesses. I'd have to subpoena some witnesses. <laughs> would it convict? It could. Can I? Because be, he, I mean, the vice mayor is right under the regular mayor. Can right? I be co-counsel at this trial? Yeah, you could. Can I pick the jury? Yeah, I'm just stalling for time. Now. Yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. So uh, the, he was actually apparently at the flea market and and mentioned to someone that the uh, soccer team is moving to the Nissan Stadium, and the Titans are getting a new stadium, and the city's also trying to push the MLB being here. Um, and the guy, uh, and I think Matt Neely had said about he heard the same similar th- rumbling six months ago, and then. Uh, Another guy in the same text thread, uh, he said that he's been hearing that the guy that's the lead of the MLB team is really the guy pushing and pulling the strings behind the scenes for all this. And someone mentioned today, uh, and I don't know if he wants to call his name out, so I'll just I won't say it. But somebody mentioned today that the it, the soccer club was on site at Nissan Stadium surveying the field at one point to see if it was a viable option for them, right? Yeah. And we well, know in it's fact, a viable I think the option. soccer club was just there this past weekend. We know it's a viable well, hang, option. The field was built big enough to be a soccer quality field, if I'm saying that right. Go ahead. But we, we already know that the I mean, the soccer team, regardless, is playing their entire season at Nissan Stadium next year because their, their stadium wasn't going to be ready until okay. 2021, I believe, because it was getting pushed back anyways. And in fact, I think they played a game this week or weekend, this last weekend or coming this weekend, because I saw something that they were changing the colors to the, of the outside of the stadium. Yeah, yeah, they're doing some some sort of game over there. This like, So let's start with the obvious where the hell would they put a new stadium? Well, what I've heard is that they've already been looking at land around the area, uh, ar- like right across from it. So please I'm, tell me, please tell me, PSC Metals. I, I'm I'm assuming that's the only place I can think of, unless they're going to buy out a bunch of people that live in those apartments on the other side of um, that Exxon gas station that's right there, because oh it's God. the only place I could think you could put it. That's near Surely there, not. or they're going to tear down uh, Stadium Inn and um, tear down because sta- isn't Stadium Inn already sold? Isn't that what that article said, Mike? It's, yeah, Re- remodeling. Wow, no, <laughs> any, renovating. I mean, demolishing is the only way you're going to make that thing worthy <laughs> well, they, to sleep in. But, they said I mean, it was a 12 month renovation, yeah. so that that is a pure gut job right there. But you got that place and the. Um, 
uh, that Shoney's in the parking lot that Ty Fuket is in and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's places like that, but what I, I would assume it'd have to be the metal place. You know, and there's all the development going down upriver past, um, oh, what the hell is the name of that golf place? Top Golf. Top yeah. Golf. Yeah. So behind Top Golf is turning into a big multi-use development and all that. But um, Keith will probably agree with me if they uh, if they get rid of PSC Metals, like I, I I will be ready to turn that into an erotic documentary. My my question here is. Isn't Nissan Stadium a little optimistic for an MLS team? Isn't Nissan Stadium it's a little too way too big? big. But, yeah, but they, big. But they do a ton of stuff there outside of it, so it's not like they need, sure. you know, they have to be the ones to fill it up constantly. But when you get the when you get this new stadium, the Nissan Stadium, you know, does monster trucks. They do the CMT Fest and everything. That's a good point. I mean, there's other stuff that goes on there that can compensate for the Titans leaving and having a new stadium. They could tarp the upper seats in, you know, yeah. Nashville Soccer Club regalia. And-, and in fact, they could probably have more uh, concerts there now that, you know, they're probably not as worried about. That's a good point. You know, they can have more events there and stuff. Um, and then, of course, the new stadium will, of course, pay for itself as well. You know, the new stadium uh, that we build will have us being able to get Super Bowls, you know, and stuff like that. So is, is the idea that the baseball team and the football and, and the Titans would share the new stadium? That's not what I would because that question got brought up. I was told that that is not going to be the case. So good because I, I don't like the yeah. mixed use football and baseball. Yeah, I don't think that's the case from You're what I was about told. Oakland's stadium is a, such a wonderful. If wonderful if, if I were to guess, I would was. bet the MLB good stadium point. is going to get pushed onto the fairgrounds because uh, I mean yeah. you can't you you can't listen to these fairground people for for baseball purposes. I mean you can for soccer. You could probably you know humor them for soccer, but. If I were to guess, I would probably think that would be over there. I don't know if they could share it with the soccer team. I don't know how that would work. Soccer plays currently playing, right? I don't yeah. Think, I don't they, think that think would work. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, the soccer team's currently playing at the Sound Stadium, but, I mean, I, I, I don't think that's, that's a great setup for anybody. So you think MLB would go to the fairgrounds? That I mean, if I were a guessing person, that that this is not. But they got that flea market. Yeah, but I think that the, the, I don't think the flea market people are going to outnumber the baseball people. No, I think if I think if you had in in the South, if all baseball fans currently in Nashville were actually soccer fans, then the flea market people wouldn't matter. So I, if 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 the Titans build a new stadium, I would like to see an NFL stadium with. Forty-five to fifty thousand seats. Am I crazy? Uh, what did StubHub have? Like thirty-six thousand. Like, is, I, is that right? I, I think a reduced, I think that's about right. I think a reduced number of seats, but better seats and much better seats for the lower bowl and club level, and then obviously the boxes will be all tricked. It, the hell if out. you do that, you would have to be able to be expandable. Because if you don't, yeah. then you'll never get the Super Bowl. You'll never get yeah. WrestleMania. You'll never get the uh, big that's events. A good point. So you you have to have – that's fine. What you're thinking is fine, but you have to be expandable up at the top. Because – and let me say this. The way the Falcons did theirs, there's not a bad seat anywhere in that stadium. They they have it on such a, uh incline to where 
you can see almost everything going on in the field. If, even if you're on the top row of the, the bottom section, I mean, you can, you're can you not covered by people if they stand up. It's it's The way they did it is just very great. I think it would have to be so, at least a partial. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. So the the minimum required amount of seats for hosting a Super Bowl would be 70,000 seats oh, wow. under, the current, under the current laws. Uh, I mean, they could always make an exception because, I mean, let's let's be honest, they, they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. But um, the current requirement uh, is 70,000. So I would think it would have to be at least, uh, I would say, partial dome, like retractable roof, because the weather is still yeah. good enough in in Nashville and Middle Tennessee for most of the year to where you still want the outdoor part for football. But for obvious reasons, any kind of Super Bowl consideration, you're going to have to have some kind of weather control as early February in Middle Tennessee flat out sucks. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to have to be retractable dome. Keith, what would you how, like how to would see? You guys, I, I, how would you guys... I would ahead. like to see the Titans continue to upgrade Nissan Stadium. I don't necessarily want a brand new stadium. And uh, I don't want a baseball team. You don't Sorry. want a baseball team? No. I would I actually no be kind of interested in a baseball team. I I don't. I don't, I don't need I got to be honest. I I don't, okay. I'm with Keith. I don't think I really give a shit if we get a baseball team. I don't. There's I, so many Atlanta Braves fans here that like, I don't, I don't I, know who that crowd would be. I think, I think it's got to be a casual fan base. It's going to be like the got, most casual fan. I think base. you've got the baseball entertainment with the sounds that you can go socialize at. I, I, I do have to side with Keith on this. I'm not interested in any kind of more tax hike to entertain a gigantic stadium because let's be honest if you're going to build a new stadium they're going to start trying to one-up a lot of the complexes out there save vegas and la but at the same time um nissan stadium is just such a basic bitch i'd like to pawn that off on somebody else <laughs> mike you were gonna say something i'm sorry go ahead man yeah so what would you how do you guys feel about the whole dome versus outside thing because I'm kind of torn because as somebody that likes to go to the games, I like the the idea of always being comfortable and not having to sit out. Then you know, you guys know that the September games are hotter than hell, and oh, if you're awful. not in the shade, you are sweating your ass off. So i I would kind of like to see some sort of hybrid of the end zones being open or glass, something along the lines of the the Viking stadium where it's such a very, very cool view. Yeah. But I would like to see some sort of half roof, half like a retractable roof, half dome type thing to where it still can open up and provide some fresh air and a little bit more climate control, but not direct like sunlight on all the seats because the East side of the stadium for pretty much the entire game, you are roasting your ass off even all the way into like, mid to late November because mm -hmm. the direct sunlight is still going to heat you up enough to where you're sitting in a game at, you know, 70, 65, 70 degrees. You start to kind of roast a little bit. And like you said, September is just unbearable. So I really would like to see some sort of open end zone design with glass, with some sort of roof that's, that's retractable. I mean, I, 
I'd be okay with that and retractable because fuck weather and fuck nature. I'm not there to look at trees and hear the birds and breathe air. I mean, I, I mean, me personally, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm just there to, you know, to watch a game or whatever. Well, we but we got Nissan I, Stadium for that. Yeah, yeah. I, but I'm okay with, you know, if retractable, yeah, sure. But if it costs more money than putting up a dome, and I don't know if it would, I guess motors sure and stuff would. like that. If I could just put a dome on it. Yeah, I, I, I'm more of the opinion of you go full dome or you go full outdoor stadium because the, the one thing that I hate about um, like those partial roofs or those retractable roofs are the shadows on the field. I, I can't stand it. I don't know what it is about it. It's the ball passing from like the light to the shadow and that has the potential to sure. cause fuckery to use a uh, eloquent word. But... Um, yeah, just either go full dome or go outdoor. I would prefer outdoor. But see, I think, Zach, <sighs> if you do build something... Get, grab a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that if you build something that is elegant with trees inside and all that kind of bullshit, why I am like you, I don't necessarily care about the aesthetics, I think that's going to be a big draw for a big section of the fan base that you and I were, were kind of talking about earlier today that the Titans are not chasing and that... I, I think that if you want to attract more fans to the game, and whether you like it or not, unfortunately, at this point, you you need to start trying to attract that 20% of the fan base that's just going to come to look at pretty shit. But do you think the pretty shit they want to come look at is trees? Well, no. Or do you I'm think not, not, I mean, like I think like putting it in a club or a cool club-like environment on the end zones and stuff, which uh, Atlanta, Atlanta did a really good job with. Uh, they had on the inside re real restaurants sit down restaurants yeah like i i mean you could do that here that's what i mean Don't it's you like shake your head that's what, just sit down you just restaurants. sit over there keith and be in your wrongness but but the thing is is that that's kind of what i'm talking about it's not necessarily trees yeah i'm talking about the aesthetic shit that none of us on this podcast necessarily care about i think that's gonna how you're gonna attract that 20 to 30 percent of the fan base that we're missing the ones that are just going to come out for single games just to see the the venue and then the people that are going to come and get interested in the game just because it's it's a cool party going on with a lot of different things a la the nashville predators yeah i mean how many people do you think that have walked into the lexus lounge that they're like oh my god and then they go see a hockey game and they're like wow this is actually kind of a fun product to watch yeah and and i agree with that i'm just saying fuck nature <laughs> like, just to, to clarify <laughs> I want a waterfall in the center of the stadium. Okay, <laughs> this is my idea. I've talked you want about a rainforest this. cafe? Yes, I you want get a rainforest cafe. Restaurant and yes. the environment and the whatever disease you get from too much water being in a restaurant. But I want a football field that intersects in the middle. Okay, so yeah. hear me out. I want four teams playing at the same time. All right, a football game going on on a field that crosses east and west and north and south, right on the fifty, and they just got to fucking deal with it. Just got to deal with it. No, they just got to deal with it. I want us to be the first NFL stadium in the world that's built like a plus sign. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I'm going to throw some numbers at you. Uh, Please the, do. The San Jose Earthquakes, which is the MLS team for San Jose, clearly. Um, their capacity for their stadium is 18,000. Nissan Stadium's capacity is 69,000. So, there's absolutely no way that the soccer team is going to no, play there full time. No. Hell no. You'll have to tarp the upper seats if, if that's the case. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't look just flat out. Hang stupid. on there, buddy. I don't tarp. So, I don't, so, I don't so tarp. You, I don't you are tarps. To, you, you're calling complete bullshit on this whole rumor. I don't, I, like I said, I don't want to speak ill of the vice mayor, but yeah. 
I don't think that's going to happen. But it, it sounds like a lot to me. I mean, because the new football stadium, if they're going to do a dome or a, a retractable roof, is going to be a, about a billion dollars. Plus, you're going to build a new baseball stadium that's going to be in the probably I agree. 300 to 400, maybe 500 million range. I mean, that is going to be, I mean, the amount of tax hikes would be insane yeah but there's also the possibility to wear mlb and this is what i would prefer if 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 nashville's going to get an mlb team i would prefer that they stick the stadium complex in either rutherford wilson or williamson county let them take the the tax you know hit and make it a a, a baseball complex like the braves have right you would you would have to put it in Williamson County. That, would. that would be the only option. Why you don't want to stick it in your neck of the woods? Well, you, well I mean, I, I want I'd Wilson love County. To have I want Wilson there. County to carry their fucking weight. Do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I would love to have a baseball team out here just from convenience standpoint. But uh, let's be honest, there's just not enough people that are going to actually spend the money to go out to baseball. I want to go see the Watertown Wild and Out. All right. watertown gets loose let me tell you (laughs) as a near resident of watertown growing up i can tell you all about that can confirm they keep it (laughs) all right so this is what i want to end the podcast with zach was telling me earlier today that he wanted to talk a little bit tonight about really ridiculous twitter takes oh lead uh, us (laughs) lead us into what's driving you nuts on well uh, it has to do with people thinking that it's all surrounds patrick mahomes so Mike Clay said uh, a couple days ago, and I retweeted it and quote tweeted it, and he said that, you know, if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson would be the talk of the town, and nobody's talking about Deshaun Watson enough. We, we talked about Deshaun Watson was everywhere last year. Do we really need Deshaun Watson to be everywhere again this year just because you think he's getting somehow disrespected among the quarterback community? Because now there's Patrick Mahomes, who's essentially did what Deshaun Watson did, but at a, a new level, and for all all 16 games. Like, I, I don't get why he felt the need that he had to bring up Deshaun Watson like he doesn't get talked about enough. Motherfucker got talked about all damn offseason leading into this, year, this he year. He did. Mike, what's driving you nuts on Twitter right now? People that want to talk about Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, and, and and I appreciate the people that interact with me on Twitter. I really do, but I've you've got to understand that like seven or eight people send me this fucking seeing Sheen's Shia Sean whatever the fuck is oh yeah article. People send me that constantly, and I'm I I understand we want to find you know everyone wants to seek out things that back up their point of view and and for the people that love Mariota that is like their bible that was was manna from heaven yes (laughs) and and it I mean he calls Mariota a star and says that he's the seventh best quarterback in the NFL and uh he's better than Tom Brady and uh I think he had him ahead of Drew Brees too um and better than Russell Wilson did you say that uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had, he had like Marcus at seven, Lamar Jackson at eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, this guy can just go, hey, it's over for him. 
And he just does this for he does this on purpose so people will click his articles. And yeah. and the Marcus people, they just ate it up. Oh my God, did I was so sick of seeing that article shared and excerpts from it. Well, here's here's the problem with it, because he's always been a Mariota guy and he writes he write he forms an opinion and then he makes his analysis fit that opinion. So he, he pulls all the clips of Marcus looking great. Look, I I know Mariota has had his moments, and believe me, I, I'm not a Mariota hater. I, I don't think he's terrible. I think he has some issues, and we'll get to that here in a second. But I want to I make the point that if I took Blake Bortles' tape, I could take Blake Bortles' tape and break it down and make you think Blake Bortles was fucking Joe Montana. I guarantee you I could do it. And I don't care. There's no way that in the offseason that he's watched every snap of every quarterback to be able to do charting data. Because I, I think he starts it after the offseason. He doesn't even go along and do it week to week. So I, yeah, I, 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 mean, don't, I don't buy that from, from him I mean, being one person. He's not a company. He's one person. Keith, yeah, what is – um, I, I mean – Sorry, go ahead. Mike. Maybe I, – I, I mean, maybe he is. Even if he – Serious flaws with his analysis. For one, Mariota, he, he makes the point of Mariota is one of the few quarterbacks in the league that uh, isn't bothered by interior pressure. Motherfucker, he was bothered by interior pressure all fucking year. His biggest problem was the fact that every time he'd see someone flash in his face, he'd pull his eyes down and start running around in the pocket, usually ending in a sack. It was it, like that couldn't be more false. And it's shit like that that gets thrown in there and it discredits the whole fucking thing to me. And again, not that I hate Mariota or think he's bad. Just I think that he's not the seventh best quarterback. Yeah. No, he's not the seventh best quarterback. What, what Mike is trying to say is that you can find him on Twitter at Mike Miracles. He loves to talk about Marcus <laughs> Mariota. So, Keith, what, uh, what, uh, what, what social media are you on? What's happening on Farmers Only that's really just driving you up the wall? Well, I'm actually on Twitter right now, and I can't figure out how to view like Twitter threads, you can't, you like can't replies. Figure out, can't figure out how to recover your password. I can't figure out how to view replies on my on like Twitter. So you click if you click on the tweet, then it'll it'll expand tweets down. Oh shit! And that and that and that the shit. Let's look at that. Yeah. So if you click Wait, the but what's above it? Um. Well, that's your that's your bar that shows your battery and all that. That shows. That shows that shows how well your connection is. And if you hit the little heart buttons, that likes people's tweets. But people like it when you do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to make some friends. <laughs> there, it's a lot, one, harder, a lot harder to make friends on Twitter, I've discovered. There, there's one last one while Keith's trying to figure out Twitter. Uh, was James Palmer, I believe it was today, who said, this, this is how you know that Patrick Mahomes, he gets it. He gets being a quarterback. He's been practicing with his receivers uh, in the offseason. Oh, God. I mean, like every quarterback quarterback does that. Give me a break. That is too, that's too much sucking of the dick. Do you think there's any current quarterback in the league that goes home and just is like, I'm not practicing? That's why I tweeted. I was like, I'll tell you what, there's one. Well, he, he did it this year, but there's one, Joe fucking Flacco. Yeah, he's yeah. he was notorious for not doing that. But he it did it this year, didn't because he? Because he didn't, he did do it this year. Yep. Yeah, so he, he so, was too busy chain shopping in right. the offseason. Maybe Josh <laughs> Rosen didn't do it. Maybe, but I mean, I, I don't. Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't do it. But let let's let's not act like that. Doing this first off makes Patrick Mahomes some great, you know, quarterback veteran. He's just every other quarterback that's done it. So Keith again. 
on Twitter now that we've given you a tutorial. Yeah. What's driving you nuts? It doesn't have to be Twitter. What what's on what's on social media in general that that's just eating you up right now and you want you just want to see it stop? Oh, um mostly just people uh trying to like outwoke each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. Where people are yep. just like, oh, you know, you really shouldn't uh talk bad about gold diggers because X, Y, and Z, they're actually the good ones. And it's like don't like you're not flipping the tables on this one like i don't understand like you're not gonna like crack the code like we've pretty much figured out our stance as a society on all these different things like you're not you're not gonna be like oh my god i can't believe britney was right like we should have way more sympathy for gold diggers that's so that that uh whole thing jumped the shark for me when the new york times published a piece about how air conditioning was sexist oh my <laughs> god I tell you, mike hang on to that one because we're actually going to use that a little bit later um I, I gotta say what i'm tired of and i'm not going to go down the spectrum you think i'm going to go with this but like i follow weird stuff on twitter like th- there's a couple of different cooking tweet things out there like, basically like food porn and i saw one yesterday that was like it was basically like a low country boil in a crock pot. And I clicked on the tweet and no kidding within 10 tweets of a reply, there were two replies. What do you expect in Obama's America? And what do you expect with Trump as president? What? It's shrimp <laughs> in a slow cooker. How in God's name is that political? Well, it depends where they American shrimp, I did, potatoes, corn, <laughs> Old Bay sausage, and then you had shrimp later, and somehow two presidents got dissed. You guys, I don't want to be controversial, but I think those shrimp should go back where they came from. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna build that wall around the crockpot so the people stay out of it till it's done. But I, I just okay, so I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up on that. So well, now I'm interested in a low country boil. Oh, I'll share with you. Yeah, crockpot. Uh, but I won't share the uh, the political comments. Well, so I'll, go down, I'll go down there into. and look at those myself. Let's, that's what you want to get into. So that that's gonna wrap it up for us, efforts. Yeah, we really appreciate you tuning in. As always, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, yep. Stitcher, yep. Google Cast, yep. whatever you use to mm-hmm. find your podcast feeds. Feeds. Please take the time to leave us a review or at least a rating. This helps us immensely. You can follow us on Twitter at fwordspod. For Zach Lyons, Internet Keith, and delicious Mike Miracles, thank you for tuning in. You've just been effed. Also, stay tuned for our episode next week, where we'll be broadcasting live from Area 51 after we raid that motherfucker. Absolutely. <laughs> what? What's We're that? Coming for you, What's aliens. that black sedan doing outside? <laughs> <laughs>